Howdy heck and hello. And uh, welcome back to the Insomnia Cafe. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, we've been gone a little bit. We've had um, life. cafe renovation. Yeah, a little, little reno going on. We might be moving locations. Who knows? Um, today we got a fun little nostalgic trip down memory lane for most of us zillennials. We're going to talk about weird kid shows. Hell yeah. Um, oh, also, I just want to preface this. <laughs> you are a parent or a child watching this show i would uh recommend you maybe listen to it alone before you let your kid listen to it because this is not necessarily for children we're just talking about stuff that we watched as children correct so who knows wow. what we're gonna say this is the weirdest texture also, candy that i've ever had we're eating nostalgic kid snacks well what we could find anyway <laughs> at our local walgreens um i'm noshing on some jelly bellies julia got these um these awful vegan peach rings yeah <laughs> the problem is that they tried to make healthy peach rings instead of just making vegan peach rings mm -hmm. i don't know why so many companies are like oh the vegan version it has to be healthy no why why <laughs> give me the sugar the vegans want health oh it's this is in my teeth well oh our drink is cool our drink is um oh ma'am it's a lot of things mm-hmm it's like an amalgamation of everything you would have wanted as a kid. At least for us. It's, mm -hmm. uh, we bought the hottest, pinkest monster. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ultra Rosa. Um, and we, we mixed that with some raspberry, cranberry, grape juice, and then some lime juice, and then some, the white Gatorade. And then, um, what was the other thing? There was one more thing, right? Apple juice? Cranberry juice? No, strawberry I, juice? no. No strawberry juice. Something else pink. Mm, I think that was it, maybe, actually. Hope you enjoyed my buffering humming there. It's um, very good. But yeah, so if you don't like eating sounds, sorry, maybe this isn't your episode. My <laughs> bee chief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's just, let's get on into let's it. Let's get into it. Talk about some kid shows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I feel like we should preface by saying the, yeah. the inspiration for this. I was just about to say, what? Because I don't remember how we got this idea. Julie and I were either high I think on we were high. legal weed edibles or <laughs> don't do drugs. Um, or we were really happy, one of the two. And we were watching. <laughs> I want to say we were watching the. It's a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, like, remix. The Lil John remix. And I was like, what happened to that? I think I asked, like, what happened to Sporticus? And you were like, what are you talking about? I was like, I know nothing about Lazy Town. Yeah, and so I ended up, like, Googling some BS about Sporticus. <laughs> and I was like, I think it was like, I was like, wasn't Sporticus hot? And you were like, what are you talking about? No. Um, <laughs> and I Googled something to, like, prove that he was hot. I guess. <laughs> in the, my desperation. <laughs> Um, and we went down this rabbit hole of, like, watching videos of Lazy Town and being like, why mm -hmm. is this so weird? Mm -hmm. This is really strange. How did someone come up with this? And then from there, you were like, you remember the, the, musical? the musical episode of Arthur? Yeah, and I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and I used to watch Arthur religiously. And you showed me a video and it literally felt like, yeah, I've seen this, but also, like, fever dream? Like, mm -hmm. did this? I thought this was a, a like, dream. It, it's the, the episode is literally edited clip. Like, the actual episode of Arthur where they sing, um... What is the song? Jekyll, Jekyll, hi, Jekyll, hi, That, hi, that one, that one, but the ice cream one. Uh, oh. I want some ice cream. Chocolate would be <laughs> good. That portion is like, it looks like a fan edit because it's like clips from different parts of Arthur. And they lined it up to make it a music video in the episode. Like, it doesn't look like a real episode. No, it feels like you're high. <laughs> we, I know we watched that when we were sober and it was yeah. like, what is this? Also, I'm sorry. I feel like I just drank so loud. Everyone just... I've literally been slurping through this If it straw. wasn't loud, then good. If it was, sorry. Sorry about it. Yeah, unless, you, <laughs> unless you're into that, you little freak. Um, <laughs> um, hello, my mom we, listens to this, yeah. Mom. <laughs> Hi, mommy. We definitely watched the Jekyll Hyde one high. Hi, because... Because I was like, have you seen that one also? Yeah. And I was like, hell no. I and then think. I think I laughed for 30 minutes. As you should. Uh, anyway, so look that stuff up. But that was the... <laughs> That was a Catalyst. jumping off point of, like, kid shows are weird. Like, how do people come up with these? Why are they so weird? Right. And what are some other weird things? 
and that's how this episode came about. Um, yeah. that being said, give us some, drop some knowledge I'm on I'm gonna talk tools. about four different kids shows, um, ranging from, like, targeted audience being different for each one. Mm-hmm. First, we're gonna talk about Lazy Town, which I did a lot of research for because I've never seen an episode of Lazy Town. Mm. Why did I bite into this peach ring again like an idiot before I needed to talk? <laughs> this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. <laughs> well, we'll just muscle through it. Ooh. Ooh, it's sour. <laughs> okay. Um, Lazy Town is an Icelandic show that aired on Nick Jr. And its origins are from a stage adaptation of a book that was published in 1991. They did two stage performances of this book. And then somebody was like, I'm going to make this a kid's show. That feels right. Right? Like, I (laughs) I couldn't find the name of the book. I'm sure if I used a better source, I could have found the name of the book, but... But we're not here for that. We're not here for that. (laughs) We're on a a budget. We're on a time crunch. (laughs) (laughs) There's only two of us in the cafe. Mm -hmm. Um, The viewers are thrust into the world via Stephanie, the niece of the mayor of the town. And we learn about the town as she learns about the town. So it's like your typical fish-out-of-water storytelling structure. The characters in the world consist of real people... And full body puppets. Yes. Okay. I remember being like. Which look like like, ventriloquist dummies. Yeah. And I remember being like, why is that? I hate that. Because what the heck? It's scary. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Like, I. No. We don't have time to get into it. I just don't like it. Like, everybody in the town except for. There's like, what? Five humans? I don't know. It's weird. Like, because there's like Sporticus, who's the The gymnast. Yeah. And then there's Stephanie, who's a human child. Mm Mm-hmm. The mayor. Robbie Rotten. And wait, is the mayor a human? I thought the mayor was a puppet. Oh, you're right. The mayor's a puppet. <laughs> Robbie Rotten is, is a human. Yeah. And there is a bunch of weird stuff with Robbie Rotten. People thirsting over him. A lot of these shows have weird cult followings also. Each of the characters has a color scheme, as most, you know, kid shows do. They tend to stick to very bright colors. It's very sensory overload. Oh, <laughs> each of the characters also represents different traits. Um, so I'm going to go through the four puppet kids first. Trixie is the troublemaker who's hiding her smarts. Ziggy is the youngest and a big sweetheart with a sweet tooth. And I personally would argue that maybe he eats his feelings of fear and self-doubt. Oh, which okay. Which is why he always has candy. Mm. Like, each of their, like, traits is, like, it's something to do with, like, how, like, along, like, a child's developmental stages, like, different things they would, you know, deal with and the way they would project and hide behind stuff, that kind of thing. Oh. I think. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know. <laughs> um, stingy great name is jealous of all of his friends and (laughs) seeks to collect as much as possible to assert himself as the king as he believes possessions make you a superior person and pixel is the techie who sometimes spends too much time in the virtual world and so has trouble navigating the real one pixel was my favorite of the puppet kids Mm -hmm. his design is cool doesn't he have like a little headset or something he does yeah i liked his little headset and then our main girl stephanie having been raised out of town is the most well-balanced and seeks to help out her new friends with the aid of sporticus Sporticus, who was originally an elf, okay. in the stage version, um, but a human in the show, is the town superhero. He views himself as only slightly above average, but the town sees him as a hero regardless. He's the healthy, fit character that everyone wants to be like, and he leads by example. His Achilles heel is sugar, as it makes him sleepy. Damn. Mm-hmm. Our villain in the series is Robbie Rotten. He does not like the examples that Spartacus... Spartacus... <laughs> Sporticus says for the kids so he goes out of his way to make them look foolish because he wants everyone in the town to live up to the name and just be lazy oh mm-hmm. I'm finally understanding right so like the main point of lazy town is to teach kids how to have fun healthy habits why would I why did I never think of that until now because it's so on the nose because mm-hmm. I was like, surely it's not about just laziness. And it, it in fact, is. Wow. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> it's also like, it's like focus is to, um, because they do like, there's a lot of dancing, a lot mm-hmm. of singing in the show. Oh, yeah. It's <clears throat> to get kids kind of like up and excited and moving around. Oh, that's cute. Which is like tracks. God, I can't remember the name of it, but like the Mickey Mouse Club when they would do like the workout things, mm-hmm. like the kids would sing. Like that, there's that. Like a lot of kids Doodle shows. Mm-hmm. The Wiggles. Like mm-hmm. a lot of kids shows seem to be aimed at just getting kids moving around. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, dang. But yeah, so. 
Well, that makes more sense. Why are they puppets, though? Why are the other kids puppets? <laughs> right, like, I don't know. And it's not like they're like, oh, they're like a different species of human. Mm-hmm. They're they're humans. They just said, what if we got puppets? I don't, the only thing I could think would be, because I wish I had the year that they made the show. Like, it could have been just because a lot like of kids' 2000s. shows. Yeah, it could just be that a lot of kids' shows had puppets, because, like, Sesame Street had puppets, Maybe. The Muppet had puppets. Do you think it has to do with, like... So, Stephanie, does she have, like, main negative traits? Mm-mm. I wonder I mean, if I'm sure it, like, she... has to do with, like, making a child actor portray, like, negative, quote-unquote, oh, traits. Oh, it could be. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah, you're, especially, to... like, the kid who, like, emotionally eats. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, that is, a, that is me reading into it as an adult. I don't know that. Well, no, but, like, if his, if his like, fault is that he. Yeah, like, he wants to be a always superhero. Always has eat. But he's always, he always has candy. Eats. If he always has candy, <laughs> then, like. Like, he sleeps with a lollipop. Yeah. It's just yeah. on his pillow. Yeah. You know, I feel like also <laughs> it's probably, it could be a budget thing. Like, it, we could be could reading be. into it, like, really heavy. Like, oh, they didn't want to do this to a kid actor. But, like, I don't know. Be budget. But, but, like, it seems like they paid a lot of attention to the psychology of everything they were presenting. Mm-hmm. So, also, I, like, I, I like what, that argument. that With what gets into, like, what I get into later of why. The why. Mm-hmm. Why is it so weird? Um, <laughs> I, I have another theory that we could circle back to, All right. but I don't want to get into that right now. Fair. But yeah, so I'm uh, right now. I'm 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 saying maybe they didn't want to damage a child actor's psyche of like you're yeah. playing the emotional eater, you're playing the kid that sucks in as a bully. Also, um, like for kids watching, I'm sure that's a better way to take in that kind of thing because there's a little bit of like emotional distance because mm-hmm. like oh well yeah but that's not a real person yeah so like you get all the lessons and stuff but it's not like a blow because yeah. you, you don't look at that and you're like that's me because it's like that's not a puppet mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah anyway okay lazy town all right moving on from lazy town to teletubbies oh man the cult <laughs> of the century the teletubbies cult is wild i grew up watching teletubbies me too and i never questioned anything about teletubbies me either my my dad was like that shit is weird mm-hmm. hi dad if you're listening he was like that shit is fucking weird yeah so today, i didn't like it <laughs> we're gonna question teletubbies mm-hmm. um which okay i'm gonna okay teletubbies was wow sorry the sugars i downed my drink and i'm <laughs> down oh my god <laughs> She's, she's feeling that monster. That Barbie pink monster. It was really good, guys. <laughs> um, Teletubbies was originally developed for the BBC mm-hmm. and I found its way onto PBS. And to quote directly from the Wikipedia page, it won multiple BAFTA awards. I didn't know that. And was nominated for two daytime Emmys throughout its run. A single based on the show's theme song reached number one in the UK single chart in December of 1997 and remained in the top 75 for 32 weeks, selling over a million copies. And by October 2000, the franchise generated over one billion pounds in merchandising sales, which is $1.6 billion. Damn. What? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, Favorite so Teletubby, go. Poe. Yeah. If you don't like Poe... Poe's the best. What are you doing? Standing Tinky or Lala? No. <laughs> We're all Poe stands up We're in here. We're all Poe stands. Wait, Poe is the red one, right? Poe is the little red yeah, one. Yeah, Poe is the Poe is us. She's the most fun. Poe is all of us, the little the little one. I got some shocking info about Poe. It's gonna blow your mind. <gasps> no. Yeah, it's good info. Okay. It's weird and random. Okay. Um, Fair. The four characters of the show are named for the televisions in their stomachs and live in the middle of a grassy field, so in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. In an Earth Dome house called the Tubbytronic Superdome. Yeah, that's where we all want to be. <laughs> Their robot vacuum cleaner is named Nunu. Me. And the hillsides <laughs> are inhabited by giant rabbits. Like, legitimately giant rabbits. They're, they're Flemish giants, which are 2.5 mm-hmm. feet long and up to 15 pounds. Yeah. Which is funny, because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, tiny rabbits, child-sized Teletubbies. No, no, no. These Teletubbies, like Tinky Winky, I'm pretty sure is over 6.5 five feet tall yeah they're, like, they're th- big boys it's scary like if you look at pictures of them like the people with the hat the heads off it's terrifying they're under the giant they're size children gigantic <laughs> toddlers um the characters speak to each other in gibberish and have slightly different antenna designs they also each have an item that is their go-to and i want to point out that i remembered all of these except for dipsies and i double checked looking it up so it's really cool that all of this information is just in my brain still poe has a scooter Lala has a bouncy ball, like a giant bouncy ball. Mm-hmm. Dipsy has a large black and white hat, and Tinky Winky has a red purse. Tinky Winky and Dipsy are male, and Lala and Poe are female. Now, this next thing is a little odd, 
purely because it does not extend to all four of the Teletubbies. It just covers two of them. Oh. The show's creators have stated that Dipsy is black. And given that it's a British show, that would make him either of African or African-Caribbean descent. And that Poe is Cantonese. And she even speaks some Cantonese in the show. That is so specific. Right? Like, but, like, why aren't the other two specific as well? I don't know. Why are you going to go so hard for just half of it? Right? Like, that's cool. And, and like, but, like, why? I also love that, like, they all speak gibberish, but Poe speaks Cantonese and gibberish. Like, she speaks Poe both. Poe is a multilingual queen. Yeah, that's why everyone stands Poe. Yes. She's the best. This She's is the more... most evolved of the Teletubbies. <laughs> Hashtag standing Poe. <laughs> um, the Teletubbies interact with voice trumpets that dole out activities and announcements. The son is a baby. I couldn't really figure out why other than just, like, that's the wake-up call. So it's a baby. I don't rightly know. Couldn't find I anything. don't rightly know. Um... And according to the series co-creator Andrew Davenport, the character's movements were inspired by NASA crews. To him, footage of astronauts always looked like children exploring a new world. Yeah. So, like, everyone's, like, they look like aliens, but they were designed to look more like astronauts, and then they just gave them antennas and TVs. There doesn't seem to be any specific plot to the show. It's just aimed for young audiences, and I would say probably just general, like, visual and mental stimulation because it's a lot it's very colorful there's a lot of fun activities yeah there's a lot of sounds and then they watch like real life stuff happen too so it's like this like playroom and then also you know real life things yeah which i'll kind of get into later with mine why that might be um wild i in doing my research i didn't write down the exact quote so Mm -hmm. if someone out there wants to throw down with fact checking (laughs) me um (laughs) don't uh but the entertainment purposes only yeah well this the quote was similar but it was something like somebody said okay wow i just said something somebody said yeah okay (laughs) the quote was similar to that the teletubbies are like babies that have been equipped with all this high-tech technology yeah wow high-tech technology with all this high-tech um basically babies in spacesuits living in a space dome Mm -hmm. you know with all this stuff so it just mimics a baby's life yeah. if they had all this technology. That's what yeah. somebody, like, said the Teletubbies was. Like, like, that's the only way you could describe it. And I, I was think, like, that's I think that's definitely, like, its core. Yeah. What I love about it's it, though. Wound. It's core wound. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it has a massive cult following. Yeah. Because people are very, like, oh, it's a very psychedelic show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people take psychedelics and watch Teletubbies. Mm-hmm. Fox Mulder is quaking. It's Fox Mulder's favorite TV show. (laughs) I think I saw my sister. (laughs) Is that her her behind the rabbit? Scully. Scully, it's me. Mulder, no. Mulder, Mulder, yes. (laughs) Um, Shout out to the X-Files fans out there. Yeah, we should do an X-Files episode. Yeah. Uh, Give this two likes and we'll do an (laughs) X-Files. The bar is really high. It's impossible to reach. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but, But there's like, because it's very... Because it's based on spacesuits and mm-hmm. looks very alien. There's a lot of theories that, like, it's an alien race that's, like, trying to set up, a, like, a habitat somewhere else. Because, yeah. like, their ship is, it looks like, a, like, like it looks like a flying saucer that yeah. crashed. Yeah. And grass grew over it. And they were like, well, they live here now. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's some, like, like, if I were to write a crazy, like, theory Teletubby about lore. Teletubbies, it would be that all of the adult Teletubbies died in the plane crash and the ship has been taking care of the babies. God, Jesus, that's so dark. I know, but you know, that's what happens with kids shows. You grow up and then you write dark backstories for them. Guys, this is actually just like um, a time jump and this is what the first people on Mars are going to be like. Like, By the time we get to Mars, Elon Musk is going to be a fucking Teletubby and the ship's going to crash, kill everyone, ex-Archangel, whatever his son's name is with Grimes. Oh, yeah, is going to be a, Yeah, P90X is going to be the new Poe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the oh. baby and the son is just, it's a metaphor for us. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, the actress who played the baby and the son now has a baby. That's crazy. Just full circle. It's the Did you know about the Tinky Winky Tinky Winky controversy? What is this? The, the freaking um, what is that? Okay, the so fucking three fourths compromise, aka <laughs> okay, the Tinky Winky controversy. So, so um, what's funny is I remember 
adults talking about this when I was a kid. Okay. Like, I heard, because I grew up Southern Baptist, so this was a fun topic at church. Yay, the Teletubbies. So, um, Tinky Winky carries around a red bag. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, Tinky Winky is promoting the gay agenda. What? Because Tinky Winky's a man with a purse. I shit you not. Have they never seen a satchel? Also, they, do they, they know that, like, men can carry bags without I, This was very to... much... <laughs> like, like this got to the point where, like, uh, I, I saw a picture of, I believe it was a group of gay men who all dressed like Tinky Winky, sort of like, because Tinky Winky became their the icon. Yeah. In in and Out magazine, or in, yeah, in and Out magazine, there was an what issue. You mean Out magazine? Maybe it was Out magazine. <laughs> I was like, in and Out? Wait. I think there's there's definitely Out magazine. There, okay, it. it was a magazine that had an in and Out section, like what's okay, in and okay. what's out. And oh, 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 I see. Literally, I see. <laughs> they had Ellen DeGeneres as the, because for a long time she was kind of the most vocal member of the queer community. Yeah. They had, they said that Ellen DeGeneres is out as the head of the queer community and Tinky Winky was in. I'm dead. That's in a magazine. That's... <laughs> Because this controversy went wild because people were like, Tinky Winky is is a man with a purse and that's gay and that's wrong and we can't show kids that. And the creators were like, y'all, it's a bag. Tinky Winky is a giant alien looking creature with a bag. It's... (laughs) And people were like, but he's gay. And the creator was like, they literally don't have a sexuality. They are literally (laughs) big alien babies. He's like, he's not straight or gay. He's just a Teletubby. Um, and they were like, well, he's purple, and purple's the color... Purple's the gay. color of gay. And his antenna's a triangle, and the triangle's a gay pride symbol. And, like, what? people were going ham on Teletubbies. They were like, no more Tinky Winky. Um, so, I don't know how that resolved. I think it either died down, or they just stopped showing they the They started worrying the episodes. about the frogs, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they stopped... Sh- I think it was more of an issue in the States. I think they stopped showing the episodes of him carrying a bag around. Mm. Um... Because British men fucking carry bags all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, but yeah, that was a weird thing that happened. I had another thought and it instantly left my brain. Um, but there was one, there was an episode that actually did get banned. Oh. Um, then there were uh, censors were like, you cannot put this on television anymore. What was it? Because uh, there was a scene in this episode where a cardboard cutout of a, it was either a lion or a tiger. <gasps> Are you talking about the cutouts that were, like, really terrifying? Mm-hmm. Okay, it was a bear and and a... I think it might have been a lion. Yeah, the, and the lion was chasing the bear. And they just, like, show them. They're really surreal. You can find it online. Yeah, so. and that was a banned episode because they're like, you can't show this to kids. This is terrifying. Yeah, like, it freaked a bunch of people out. Mm-hmm. It, it's freaky to watch as an adult because it's, like, very, like, what what is going on? Yeah, like, some of it's, like, so just, like, yes, this is clearly a kid's show. And then some stuff happens. You're, like, what? Like, that the thing that Taylor Riley was talking about with the person who just shows up in, in the, the house, house yeah. and sings and then the house fades away. Yeah. What is that? Is that? That's a Teletubbies That's thing, in right? Teletubbies, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, there's an episode of Teletubbies that Taylor Riley reviewed in one of her videos. Like, it's several episodes. It's a recurring Yeah, bit. there's a house that appears and this person, like, sings in the windows and then it just, like, disappears and it's like really surreal and like kind of unnerving um and like it's just like why why does that exist spicy jelly bean Ooh, woof um yeah yeah teletubbies weird Mm -hmm. on the tail of teletubbies oh we're getting into it boys we're gonna get into booba booba who was created by one of the creators of teletubbies oh wouldn't have guessed that yeah uh ann wood they look like scrotal versions of the Teletubbies. <laughs> there, I said it. Okay, we were all thinking it. I, I was going to blow your mind when I tell you what they actually are. Oh, I'm scared. Because, like, we've talked about trying to figure out Booba mm-hmm. before. Never did I think it was this. But I want to start off the Booba section with, with a review of the show that I found on Google Reviews. Oh, I'm so excited. Please read it dramatically. Yes, by Ariana. Can you give us, like, a voice? Like, a... Yeah. Mm, 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 give us, like, a... Mm, <laughs> I need to speak with the manager level of energy. Okay. Like, they've wronged you. It's a good review, though. But you're British. Oh. Okay, you're British, and you need to speak to the manager, but you're, like, but, um, it's positive. Okay. okay. That's how badly you need to speak to the manager. <laughs> My brain is like, how do I do a British accent? All right. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> By far, the best show there is out there. 
I got the chills and it was so powerful that even though I shaved my legs, the hairs grew back. It's currently 1.44 in the morning and me and my friend are having the best laugh we've had in many weeks. I've watched all of the legendary shows like The Wonder Pets, Little Einsteins, Blue's Clues, but this, this is just pure amazement. It's so grape with a grape emoji. <laughs> the exercises were fantastic and so efficient that we lost 20 pounds in five minutes. Go ahead. The queefs in the beginning were so touching. They really blew me away. This show gave us such an amazing laugh that we made noises with a C. We didn't think we could make and our faces are so broken from laughing. My whole body is aching from laughing and my face is frozen with my mouth open. I can't even think. When they fly, it's so magical. It's grape grape with another grape emoji. But a scene favorite is when grandmama appears. She is a star. <laughs> She popped up so fast and then more people popped up and kept coming, but Grandmama was the star. I just have one thing to say and that is bring back this show now. 105 people found this helpful. Why did you kind of sound like Daisy Ridley? Oh! Daisy Ridley, thank you for appearing on our show. You're very welcome. Um, Jeez. Wow, so, um, yeah, that was totally 100% serious. They did not write that satirically at all. I do believe that it was one in the morning when they wrote it. I do. But losing 20 pounds in five minutes, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's another one of those shows Listen, where it's the, like, yeah, the, kids, get up, jump around. The queefs, I believe. They're losing 20 pounds in five seconds or whatever they five said. Minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> That's, you know what? If that were the case, I think this would be the new P90X. Mm-hmm. Booba. Try the new Booba workout. You go in to do Zumba and they just put on a booba oh my God. episode. And you don't know what's going on. There's just like a bunch of like really excited like 50-year-old women <laughs> <laughs> going hard. All in color coordinated mm -hmm. jumpsuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big turtleneck. Yeah. Oh, man. What is funny to me, which I guess makes sense but also doesn't, booba is for an older audience than Teletubbies. Why? It's for <laughs> ages three to six. Mm, and I was like... I kind of I makes sense. Because, like, the rest of the structure of the show... Six-year-olds still don't, like, think that's super weird. Like, it's, like, I get... Like, it's more structured than Teletubbies, but, like, the main mascots seem like they're for much Babies. younger people. Yeah. So it's a very weird mix. Because they're, like, softer Teletubbies. Um, and I... <clears throat> I would argue that Anne Wood is a Mulder and would like aliens to be here. So she just wrote them in some shows because these are also very alien-like. Yeah, oh yeah. And the Teletubbies are alien-like. But here's what they really are. She stated, quote, the show's visuals, wow, I can't read. The show's visuals were inspired by scientific photographs of microscopic, microscopic life and cell structures. The main characters, the Boobahs, are atoms of energy who sleep in charging pods. What? <laughs> That's why I'm they sorry, want everyone what? to dance and like get, move around because they're, they're atoms. atoms. What about the eaves? Um, <laughs> I jest, I jest. Um, what the heck? Isn't that banana now? Yeah, that's like actual cuckoo bananas. <laughs> like I was, but yeah. Well, there's five different booba. Okay. Also in full size person suits. Yes, they're huge. So they're and like they're like girthier than the Teletubbies. And they got they look like I'm so, I'm so sorry. Scary. Just look at them. They their heads are like little. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't I don't. You just look at a picture, okay? It's just not, Google it right yeah. now. Where whatever you're doing, stop. Stop. Google booba. Google a booba and look <laughs> look at what they look like. It's weird, man. Actually, hear their names. Oh man, I'm scared. Okay, so. Uh, we have yellow, purple, orange, blue, and pink boobas. All right. And these I like are, the pink one. These are their names. Humba. Mm -hmm. Zumba. Mm -hmm. Zing Zing Zagba. All right. I don't know why he gets three names. <laughs> Privilege. Jumba. Okay. And Jingba. Jingba. That's and then favorite. the human characters are Grandmama, Grandpapa, Mr. Man, Mrs. Lady, Brother and Sister, Auntie, and Little Dog Fido. I'm Little Dog Fido. Yeah. The human character. Wow. The human cast is diverse, which is good. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the few kids' shows other than Sesame Street that actually had, like, a, Not, like a yeah. wide range of diversities included. Um, but, so, there's a weird fact about the dog. It's me. <laughs> which makes me worry about the rest of the show. He's the only character in Story World who is not wholly controlled by the magic word booba. What does that mean? Why are the people controlled They're by the word booba? They're hypnotized by, by Adam's. What? It's a statement what? to what? our state of world now, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, 
That's weird. Isn't that weird? Like, I guess because he's a dog, because he's not the same species. But, like, what are the boobahs doing then? Right? Hypnotizing us exactly. to dance with them. Little freaks. Get fit, you fucks. <laughs> and they're like, no fatties here. We're the only fatties allowed. Because <laughs> boobahs, they, they some chunky babies. They're like, fat superiority, us yeah. only. Yeah, they're like, we, can, we, we must be the ruling majority. They're, okay, so here's the boobahs plan. I have discovered it. Okay. It's all coming to me now. Uh-huh. Fox Mulder has entered my body. And oh! Have, okay, wait. <laughs> Fox Mulder has <laughs> Fox Mulder has possessed me. Uh huh. And I am seeing his um conspiracy <laughs> through his conspiracy lens. Okay. And the boobahs they come to Earth. All right. Uh-huh. They hypnotize us with their little boobah dances and their little boobah magic and their little boobah words. Uh-huh. And then they instill in our media. Uh-huh. Okay. They go into the media and they start changing the um. What's the word? The uh. Beauty standards. They make the beauty ah. standards to be really, like, voluptuous, mm-hmm. large folks. Mm-hmm. But we're all getting fucking skinny as shit doing mm-hmm. their stupid little dances. Mm-hmm. And we just keep getting skinnier. And they just keep getting fatter. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, this is why we are superior to you humans. You should let us rule. And then we're like, ah, oh, yes, almighty booba. And, um... Booba. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, that's how they take over the world. Okay. Instagram and working out. Watch out for your local influencers, kids. You never know when they can try to overthrow the government. <laughs> never let them know your next move. <laughs> yeah. These these large, colorful oh, chicken man. nuggets. <laughs> they look like hairy chicken nuggets. They do. They, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They look like hacky sacks. They just... They, they don't... They look like sacks. <laughs> they do look like ball sacks. <laughs> they look too scrotal for my comfort. <laughs> I do not appreciate it. Oh, and they have lights on their forehead? Yeah, what is that about? I don't know. It, like, I read the description of their character design, but they didn't give a reason I mean, I do know having... probably what that's about. I'll oh. get into that in oh. my oh. description oh. later of why. But yeah, the booba, The booba. So watch out for boobahs. Okay? Yeah, watch, watch out your, for boobahs. Watch your booba back, okay? So, <laughs> it's it's just a show to get kids engaged in activities because they do games, they're creative stuff. It's like, and it's take just over the world. And yeah, take over the that's world. that's it. That's all. You know. Um, but what's funny is people were like, why isn't there a green booba? <laughs> and they were like, literally someone was like, green's not a creative color. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, they, yeah, there's no green booba. It's only very bright, like kind of overwhelming colors. It's like Y2K threw it, up all over yeah. them. They are like a teenage girl's room in 2002. Yeah. Boobas brought to you by Claire's. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got one last show to discuss. And then we're going to get into why. why. The why. We're going to talk about one of my favorite shows, Arthur. Why? I was going to sing that theme song and then I couldn't remember it. Every day when you're walking yeah. down the street, everybody that, that you meet has an original mm-hmm. point of view. That was... And I say, hey. hey. What a wonderful kind of day. Yep. Musical stylings brought to you by uh, Insomnia Cafe. Um, <laughs> we're going to release an album. Release an album, cricket. Um, but Arthur is based on a series of children's books by Mark Brown. It was developed in Canada for both Canadian and American audiences. It debuted. It debuted. <laughs> it came out in 1997, it making left the it, womb. Yeah, making it the longest-running children's show, or longest-running animated children's show, and mm. the second longest-running animated show in general, right behind the symptom- Simpsons. The symptoms. Jeez, I can't speak today. Wow. That monster's just running through my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, both of us are a little bit on that crackhead energy from yeah. all this sugar. Um, yeah. Dang, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. Also, I... the fact that it came out in 97 makes me think I've definitely been watching it since the very first season. Oh, yeah, you definitely have. So, that's cool. I was not birthed that year, (laughs) but I was pretty soon after, not giving away any of my secrets. (laughs) Never let them know your next move. Not even my mom can know what year I was born. Shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cover your ears, Carol. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Arthur, we had some good times. I've dressed up as Arthur. Oh, my God. I just remembered. I saw Arthur live. Whoa. At the Orpheum in Memphis when I was a little kid. I was like, you're in L.A.? <laughs> no, no. That's crazy, brother. Like, I, like, it was like they were in the mascot suits or whatever. And I, I remember being very confused because as a child, I thought that animated shows were like real life. Like, I didn't think that it was like a drawing. Because this is, I blame this on Roly Polioli. Because in Roly Polioli, they show that 
the main character is from a round planet and then his buddy who is shaped like a square is from a square planet yeah so in my head as a kid i was like oh animated stuff because i didn't know it was animated yeah, i was like oh baby. all these characters are just literally literally i was like oh they're aliens they're all yeah. from different planets and this is what they look like and on their get, planet we get a little broadcast and we, yeah we get they just they like literally get together and make these shows and then we get to watch them so when i was going to see arthur i was fully expecting to see arthur just like in the flesh in the flesh and i was like that's not arthur that's a suit that's a furry <laughs> i was Honestly, I feel like the the anthropomorphizing anthropomorphizing of the characters may have been what started because if if you look at the main bulk of the furry community, yeah. it's millennials. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like it's because of Arthur. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, you I'm just hit a point. That. Ooh, okay, a little bit, not a bunch. Um, it's more like my own personal opinions rather than researched fair. stuff. But well, yeah, it's I'm our talk podcast. About that a we can whatever we want. That's right. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I saw that and I was very confused. So I was like, that's not. And then I was like, oh, they're not from other planets. That's sad. I love how, like, as a kid, I was like, yeah, aliens are real. I watch them on TV every day. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Fox Mulder so, believes so in them. He sees them right? on PBS all the time. <laughs> Mulder, no. Mulder, yes. <laughs> um, since Arthur's for an older generation, older generation, older audience, it's easier to determine its main focus. It's about life and growing up and learning how to be a good friend and how to get through good and bad times. It's centered around a group of third graders and the adventures and misadventures that they go on. The antagonist tends to be life itself, although the kids do deal with bullies from time to time. But something I really like about the show, especially, is that the bullies also get arcs that show their humanity and they learn lessons as well. Yeah, they're not just like... They're not just like... F that guy. He took my crayon. And, like, Binky has, like, a great arc of being, like, the, the third grade bully and then being friends with everybody. Yeah. Um, one thing that I don't get, though... So, every character is an animal. Yeah. A lot of them have pets. Binky is literally a bulldog. Like, I, I looked yeah. it up to verify. Binky is a bulldog. Arthur has a pet dog. So, like, I'm like, where in the evolution... Like, obviously, it's a kid's show. It's not that deep. But, like, where in the evolution of these anthropomorphic animals did it stop? And, like, yeah. there's just also dogs that aren't sentient. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're right. <laughs> They all have the, they're, they're not real dogs. They're for real friends. You know, those like little <laughs> robot animals. Yeah, they're robots. Yeah, they have those instead in that world. That's fair. They just got really good at making the technology not be like, every time they like <laughs> turn their joints. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I know exactly they're what like, you're talking like, about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when their voice box dies, you just hear, <laughs> when they try to bark. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um. On a good note, though, Arthur is one of the only kids' shows to feature a same-sex relationship and wedding. Gay. Uh, because Mr. Ratburn married his man, Patrick. Yeah. And, like, they showed the wedding. And I remember when it came out, because, okay, so I grew up in Tennessee, so people were talking about it. They weren't really happy with it, but I was like, it's fucking cool. Good for them. Yeah. I haven't seen the episode yet. Uh, I learned that Patrick is a chocolatier. Oh. And I was like, Mr. Ratburn, he locked down a good one. That's right. Um. And the show also has a diverse representation of religion, culture, and social classes. Like, some of the kids only have one parent, some move around a lot, have never felt rooted, some are religious, some aren't. Um, there's all kinds of slices of life in the show, and it feels like it comes from a place of really wanting kids to see and respect everybody. Yeah. And it's just, God, I love Arthur. I could talk about Arthur forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Arthur, too. I think, like, I have a lot of just, like... Good memories watching Arthur, but also, like, could I tell you the plot line of any particular episode right now? No. <laughs> Not in, like, a shady way. I feel like that sounds like I'm, like... No. Arthur's... Blah. I it's mean, just I haven't watched it in a long I time. I we haven't seen it in years. But, yeah, no. When I was looking at back at it, it was... I was kind of shocked at how uh, mature... Not mature. Uh, like... Accurate to life, I think yeah. it is, compared to, like, other kids' shows that are really nonsensical, which mm-hmm. I will, we're about to get into why maybe that is, um, but yeah, I think that's probably due to the age demographic of Arthur, rather mm-hmm. than, because, like, what's the age demographic, generally? I didn't look it up, but I would probably guess, because DW's in preschool, so I would guess kindergarten up to, like, maybe fifth grade. Okay, yeah, so like you're getting close school. to, like, 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because, like, when you, okay. Because they're in third grade, like, the main, the main crew. That's, yeah. Eventually they go to fourth grade, apparently. Bum, bum, bum! She's been in third grade for 20 years. (laughs) I still can't read. (laughs) (laughs) 
Those multiplication are just really killing me, man. They also cover really nuanced stuff. Like, they talk about bedwetting in the show. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a kid who has trouble talking, but when he has, like, his ventriloquist dummy, he can talk to anybody. They cover, like, imaginary friends. Take that, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Because Raj can't talk to women. He oh, has right. to get drunk. He has to have his grasshopper. Yeah, except they could have they could have given him a little pep puppet mm-hmm. instead. It would have been less damaging. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh yeah, that's interesting. I think the uh we're let's get into why. Yes. Um I think this is a good segue because I think part of the reason Arthur is more like um just a slice of life and sensical. Um but also, like, has a plot line mm-hmm. is because of the age demographic. Because what I found in doing research is that, um, a, like, children... So, like, children under the age of two, they're not really taking in anything from the TV. Yeah. Like, they're just there to, like, see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, like, just look at things. Um, And so, the Teletubbies, you kind of get... And characters that are kind of strange looking, you get those because they're visually telling the child what to look at. Oh. So, like, um. Yeah. Like, and this, even up until, like, a child is, like, from, like, three to six, kids can now, like, start slowly understanding story. But it, like, I read a whole thing on the BBC about how you should watch shows with your child of that age and discuss with them, like, what they think is happening throughout the show or like what they think happened afterwards or like talk with them about the plot because it'll help them understand story better because they can't children can't fully understand story the way that adults Mm -hmm. do or like similarly until they're 12 wow yeah so like in that time um you can like they'll start understanding things but it's like it's very easy for them to get distracted or it's very easy for them to become confused so a lot of the like weird character designs and like extremely crazy colors, uh, lots of movement is to keep children visually focused on where the story is going and what to pay attention to. So like, um, wow. yeah, a lot of that explains why a lot of their um, characters are like really weird looking mm-hmm. or like very, um, what's it called? Like, I think it, like, really explains why a lot of characters are very odd-looking and Mm. look very fantastical Mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit disturbing to adults, but that's just because it's, like, to get the child's focus and to, like, keep their focus and to visually point them in the right direction. Did you just get a butter jelly bean? Hell yeah, it was popcorn. Yeah. Oh. Those ones, they hit a little different. Yeah, it punched me in the throat. (laughs) But um, speaking of, like, odd choices as well, Mm -hmm. so, like, it's not just... That's probably why Arthur is a little more slice of life is because you're getting to the age where kids can start understanding story and can kind of follow and they don't need as much uh, visual clues as to what's going on. Mm -hmm. But like Caillou is also slice of life and is for younger audiences, right? Mm -hmm. But Caillou's just like, Caillou doesn't really have a plot per se all the time. He's just like existing. So like that I believe is like aimed more towards like three to ten year olds. I could be wrong on that, but it's like a pretty... Yeah. I mean, maybe less than 10. Maybe, like, 3 to 6. 3 to 7. Um, but that show is more aimed to, like, when kids start to understand story, mm-hmm. and they just kind of see, like, natural life happening, which huh. teaches them, like, life is... This is normal life. This is cool. Which sounds really dystopian when I say it, but it's just, like... <laughs> yeah. It's good for kids to see. Um, but going to, like, odd choices, right? Yes. So, (laughs) yeah, puppets and things. So one of the other reasons that kids' shows often use, like, vague, non-human characters is so that children can see themselves in any of the characters. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so, like, I found that while researching, I think it's called Hey Dougie? Hey Dougie? It's a British children's show. show I've heard of. And it's got, like, all the characters are animals, like Arthur. And they Mm. all have, like, it's kind of similar in, like, they all have, like, pretty diverse lives. And they all, like, have different stuff. There's, like, one kid who speaks multiple languages. And, like, people have posited, like, the difference of, like, what these people could represent. Mm -hmm. Or what these animals could represent. But by making them animals, the kids can relate to, like, any of the characters and not have to be, like, oh, that one is me, but it doesn't look like me. Or, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. Because they're all animals. Um... Which can be, like, helpful. Also, with things being strange, um, okay. (laughs) So there is, like, a point where it gets too strange. Mm -hmm. So researchers found that if there's a lot of, like, stuff that goes against physics. Yeah. 
it confuses children and it actually makes them more tired whereas like like so like they'll watch something and they'll be very entertained but at the end of it they don't want to work whereas what? you put on yeah you can put on so like there was a researcher in i believe it was england that did a research study with like a group of six-year-olds she didn't do it for like super long term so like this could be mm-hmm. you know not something that affects you over time but also she said the adults felt the same way because they also had to watch the shows but they did this research experiment where they had like kids watch like sesame street caillou um shows that like encouraged learning and showed like kids learning and then they also showed them episodes of spongebob uh-huh and the researchers all were like wow that was that was funny blah blah, blah whatever uh, and then they would be like i don't really want to do anything though now and they found the same thing with the six-year-olds is that like after watching spongebob they just like didn't feel uh, motivated to work whereas after watching sesame street or whatever they're like they were excited to go and like learn and do stuff whoa and the, I have a quote here, um, and it explains why kind of this is. It says, very early in life, if not innately, babies have a folk understanding of how, how things fall, or that if something pushes against something else, it's going to fall down. Mm-hmm. But what happens is that a car flies through the air, then it winds up in outer space, then suddenly they're skiing down a slope. They're under the sea, they pour cat food out of a box, and what comes out is far more than could possibly have fit inside that box it's just one thing after another and it can't possibly happen in the real world our brains aren't set up to process all of that my inkling is that the prefrontal cortex is working hard to figure out all of that and then poof it can't do it and it's just not realistic so basically like by yeah by showing like little kids all of this like crazy stuff that their brain because they're kids so like yeah. They don't necessarily know that this isn't possible. Right. They just, well, okay. Innately, they know that it's not possible to just, like, defy gravity. Mm-hmm. But, like, they consciously don't know that. Right. So them trying to put together all the pieces unconsciously of how it works tires them out. Dude! Because at first they thought, when doing this experiment, it was because the editing of SpongeBob is very fast. Right. So the frame changes every 11 seconds, whereas in Caillou it changes every 24 mm-hmm. or 34. And so they were saying, like, Oh, it's probably because it's so fast-paced it tires them out. No, it's the physics. So if you see... Yeah, so, like, while it could be good for a child's imagination to watch something like that, it's not good for productivity and, like, learning kind of stuff. It's more for, like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, there is a point where, like, stuff gets too, quote-unquote, weird. That makes me wonder about the magic school bus. Because there's a lot of very like real science shit that happens but, but they obviously, also do like let's shrink inside yeah of like it's this very kid's body. fantastical yeah which like so within the argument within the Whoa, article dude. that i read to pull a lot of this info from there was the argument of like well how did then how did like kids learn because you have to keep their attention yeah. and you need it to be somewhat fantastical so that they're entertained because you can't just sh- there also is like a, a point where like they talked about there's I can't remember the name of the show, but they were talking about a show that was current to this article that a lot of kids were really into and the parents were like, This is weird. Yeah. And it shows information in kind of like a fantastical way, the same way as Magic School Bus. Mm-hmm. And the reason that like you need those things is because like if you show a child just like a nature documentary, yeah. they're like capable of understanding, but it's so like yeah. boring. They yeah. uh they took samples from the show and there was like they showed it to parents. And the parents really loved this one section that was really calm, mm-hmm. and it showed, like, very clear, like, this is a lion. Lion go rawr. And then, like, they <laughs> sh- like the rest of the show was, like, freaking dancing aliens and yeah. a moon coming down from the sky and whatever. And they showed the kids the same stuff, and the kids did not like the part that the parents liked. Mm-hmm. They still retained the information, but they thought it was very repetitive and boring, where, like, the lion was, like, this is Lion. Lion go rawr. Mm-hmm. And then they showed it again, like, three times. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just shows that, like, you need a balance. Now, hmm. SpongeBob is, wasn't really created for, like, the purpose of teaching kids yeah. stuff. There is a theory. We can go into this now. So, like, that's kind of why kids' shows are weird. To keep kids' attention, to visually point them in the right direction, and to also, like, be inclusive. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a lot of theories that kids' shows are weird because they represent other things. And, like, a lot of adults will Uh watch these kids' shows and they will put the adult ideas Mm -hmm. onto them. So, like, one thing with Spongebob is people think it represents the seven deadly sins. 
what yeah people think that um i don't know all of them i know like patrick is sloth Mm -hmm. sandy is pride um Mm -hmm. mr krabs is greed either spongebob or squidward is lust one of the two um because i think they equate like spongebob to lust in like his career like he really wants a specific thing in the career but people say that it's the seven deadly sins and like same thing with um huh trying to think of the other one that i found that i was like what oh like people wrote that creepypasta about rugrats Rugrats, yeah you know like that being all about mental illness Uh or um angelica imagining all of it yeah and and being an abused child that's like using uh hallucinations basically to cope um but there's a lot of like adult theories i know also with oh what we were talking about with furries earlier yeah so like um there's a lot of people who think that a lot of the shows we consumed as children have influenced our mm-hmm. sexual kinks, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like, such as the show, like, Totally Spies. No, that's, like, a show for older, like, preteens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a lot of weird stuff in it. Uh, part of that could be, like, an adult actually putting weird stuff into a kid's TV show. And part of that could be my next point, which is that a lot of these shows are foreign Mm-hmm. that get that become like quote-unquote weird mm-hmm. and then they don't always get translated properly or something ah. that might be culturally significant to one place might be really weird in another or vice mm-hmm. versa mm-hmm. so like speaking of a specific example um there is a show from the 60s called the magic roundabout that was really popular in britain the magic roundabout. yeah it's a it's about like a merry-go-round I hate roundabouts um and the the <laughs> show everyone because it came out in the 60s and it's like claymation and one of the characters like oh. is always chewing on a flower one of the characters is always eating sugar cubes another uh-huh. one is always talking about grass and so uh-huh. they were like and everyone just like acts really nonsensically there's no plot line it's really weird okay. from what i could tell um and people were always like what this has to be drugs like yeah. they're talking about drugs well the show is um from france uh-huh and was broadcast in england but they didn't attempt to translate it from everything i could find uh, they would just like watch it and like make up stuff as they went along the people voicing it and stuff come on so yeah it could be about drugs but also we have no idea uh, without watching the french episodes translated yeah. because we don't know the purpose of like some of these things um and obviously like i didn't watch the show in french to prepare for this so i can't <laughs> definitively tell you like no it's not about drugs and you know whatever but a lot of similar shows are that way. Like, Totally Spies, I believe, is Italian. Um, Whoa. I could be wrong. But I, I believe it's Italian and was translated, or it's from an Italian source and then was made. Let's Google that right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was uh, broadcast by a Canadian broadcasting network. Let's find Cookie out. Jar TV. I think all of Teletubbies is on Amazon Prime, by the way, if you guys want to watch that. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Totally Spies was created by a French animation company. Uh-huh. And a French broadcaster, co-produced with a Canadian company, originally in a Japanese animation style, originally based around the concept of a girl group. Mm-hmm. We know all this. We know all this. Where am I getting the Italian thing from? Maybe it's a different show. Maybe. But yeah, Totally Spies, another one that's like French. So uh, yeah, it I... could be like some weird... Because there is some stuff in there that I'm like, I feel like you were trying to implant some <laughs> fetishery. But there's also, like, some stuff that it's, like, maybe that's just not weird to, like, yeah. French folks. And we in America think that's, that's really strange. I never considered the cultural differences for television shows. Yeah. The, also, like, like... when they wind up in different countries. Yeah, because, like, you know, there's a lot mm. of stuff that, like, differ culturally that we find weird that other people don't, vice versa. Yeah. Um... But to conclude, basically, all of this, kid shows are weird mostly for legitimate reasons. Like, they research a lot of, like, what will get kids' attention. But also, when adults watch them, we're inherently looking to explain why. Yeah. Which leads to a lot of people just assuming, like, oh, this is about drugs, this is about the seven deadly sins, this is whatever. When, in theory, it actually could just be, this will hold the kids' attention the longest. And, yeah. (laughs) And I think... I think it says something really interesting, too, about, like, the human subconscious and, like, sort of that shared psyche yeah. we have of, like, like especially the seven deadly thing, sins thing. It's, like, well, like, 
it could have influenced character, but like a like a lot of. Hold, let me finish a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> We're struggling here. Like a lot of people tend to find like especially the seven deadly sins in a lot of they're like oh well this is this and this and this and i think i think some of it stems from sort of finding those connections naturally because something like the seven deadly sins is very archetypal to yeah. human nature yeah so you like and like part of the way your mind works as a, as a developed adult is like you look for connections because it, it seeks to you seek to ground yourself in the world around you so when you find connections it just sort of happens naturally. Like, you're always looking for them. Yeah. So it makes sense that, like, something that's, like, definitely not aimed for your age group, you'd be like, oh, well, it has to have these other meanings in it. And you just pull from your experience, your, your experience yeah. or your subconscious, like, very common themes. And also probably because, like, storytelling structure-wise tends to be, unless it's surrealism, yeah. it tends to follow a very similar structure just about every story. Yeah. And it has a lot of the same themes and stuff because, like, you know, stories are about human nature. Human nature also, only like, goes so far. We inherently, like, we see faces and stuff. Yeah. We try and find, like, meaning for things. Like, humans are always looking for, like... We're an infinitely curious species. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, look at look at <laughs> the whole basis of, like, a lot of human cultural practices is just finding meaning in life. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense that we watch these kid shows with our children and be like, Yes, with our <laughs> with our children, me and Julia's child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our baby Grogu. Yes, we watch these with our baby Grogu dolls, and we're like, what the heck? This has to be some kind of weird thing, because I don't understand it, and I'm mm -hmm. an adult, so I have to understand it. You know, but... I, I also just, like, the thing about the, the nonsensical, like, Spongebob, like, the mm -hmm. thing about Spongebob Physics. making people tired, and, like, that makes me think about Cartoon Network shows that, like, primarily have adult audiences. Yeah. Like, Adventure Time, for example. Like, obviously, yeah. it's a kid's show. Like, well, kids watched pitched, it. Adventure it was, Time was, it pitched, was as pitched as an adult. Yeah. But, like, it's like thinking about, like, especially stoners. We're like, oh, yeah, we get stoned and watch the kids' shows. Like, mm -hmm. that's a very common thing. And I think it's because, now that you talked about it, like, the shows that are very, like, you know, jump around and are crazy and stuff, like, we're just trying to relax enough to go to sleep at night. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like, there are specific shows. Um, I think it's called The Night Garden. Ooh. There's a show called The Night Garden that That's a lot a of people, name. it's British, if I'm not correct as well. Also, Britain, or at least the UK, has like a very high budget for their children's yes. animation, hence Peppa Pig. Yes. Also, somebody brought up in a video that I watched that might be in the sources, I don't know, um, that Peppa Pig seems like she might have a personality disorder. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't call her Peppa the Sociopath, so... <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, they have a very high budget there for their children's animation, so they have a lot of, like, highly popular children's shows that are big in other countries. Um, and The Night Garden is one of those. And it has, like, a baby falling asleep in a boat in the beginning, and like, alone uh -huh. at night. And then the baby wakes up in a garden. And it's all, like, nonsensical Teletubbies, huh. but, like, Alice in Wonderland. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's, like, symbolism for death. And, like, the baby's in the afterlife. And, bro. <laughs> and it's just, like, but, like, the show's creator is, like, no, we just made it. For, like kids to like wind down to mm -hmm. and like dream oh mm -hmm. so like it's just yeah it, it's like we as adults are like the baby's dead and in the underworld <laughs> and having like all these crazy trippy moments bro and the creators are like no it's just so like, kids would fall asleep You're overthinking it there yeah, buddy that's all so you wouldn't have no nightmares that's it oh but yeah i it's really weird but it it all makes sense when yeah. it boils down i guess woof well, that was a fun Yeah, that was a fun, fun little ride. romp through nostalgia. Maybe you're thinking about your favorite kid's show now. Drop um, your favorite kid's show in the comments. Yes. And if you don't, then we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, like some of the kid's show plots. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, kid's shows are weird, but they're weird for a purpose. Sorry to tell you that your really deep conspiracy theory about it is probably nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Um... But, you know, maybe that's what they want us to think. Anyway, so with that, I'm going to turn off the jukebox. Oh, right. We're going to clean the counters. I don't remember what's in this place. We've renovated. We, yeah, I'm dusting from the drywall that we just put up. Yeah. 
there's dust everywhere. <laughs> Wear a mask um, when you're doing construction work and when you're in large groups of people. COVID's still out there, babes. Um, and <laughs> you get clown lung from the drywall. Clown lung, not clown lung. <laughs> um, wow, we didn't do a single episode during Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we hope you've had a nice little time with us today. We'll yeah. be back soon. Um, yeah, also, we'll probably be releasing a blooper episodes, episode. Episode. Probably be, be in it. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably be releasing a bloopers episode soon, so look forward to that for a little giggle. A little giggle. And we'll see you. When we see you. Yeah. Stay spooky. <laughs> I'm locking the door. Get out. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I only had 20 minute parking. <laughs> it's minute 21. It's gonna be $500. No.